his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. Hey, we're back. Hour number two. The Club for Common Sense continues its daily meeting, providing you a sanctuary of sanity for you to bathe in, dare I say luxuriate in, for three hours, nine to noon, here on WILK. It's called Appointment Radio. Well, Appointment TV took place yesterday, the Bob Cadaro Show on TV, and we learned a lot with Dr. Linda France. Myself and her husband, Dr. Brian France, interviewed her, and she is uh, she's an incredible physician, has a great deal of knowledge. So I learned a lot, and uh, she's on the next two weeks. But we had Phil Odom on, an old friend of mine. He's a basketball coach up here at a local grade school. He... Uh, has it runs all kinds of youth programs, and he described his upbringing. And you look at where he is today, helping people and kids that are at risk in more ways than Sunday. He said we help them at Thanksgiving and Christmas in particular because I never had Thanksgiving. I never had Christmas. My mother was a heroin addict. You know, I described it as hard scrabble. It's a, it's a hell of a lot more than that. I mean, you're ten year old, ten years old, and you're reviving your mother from a heroin overdose. It's so it it'll believe me. You could watch it on YouTube now under the Bob Cordaro Show on TV, and I highly recommend it. You you won't believe that these kinds of upbringings exist and that they can be overcome that's probably the more important part of that honoring today lieutenant margaret peggy nash this uh surgical supervising nurse became a pow of the japanese for three years when they conquered the philippines awarded the bronze star medal from the army and the navy She's a graduate of the Mercy Hospital School of Nursing in Wilkes-Barre. Serving throughout the Far East, but ending up in Manila right before the Japanese took over. The Navy nurses were left behind in the retreat of the military. She was listed as missing in action. 
That was what was reported to her family. And she was under the brutal boot of the Japanese Empire for all those three years, but kept serving even though she almost died of essentially starvation-related diseases. Peggy Nash, thank you so much, John Calabrese, for getting me this information and this great article that says more than I can tell you today. So we talked about uh, Monday Musings and John Promo. By the way, no less than Pastor Mitch himself texts in, love Monday Musing, that dude is so knowledgeable. God bless you, bro. He has, Pastor Mitch, thank you, an LTS back at you. Now, let's go to John Perillo. John, welcome back, as always, for Monday Musings. And today, you would like to do a little deeper dive into this Saudi-Iranian agreement uh, brokered by the Chinese. Yes, yeah, so thank you, Bob. It's uh, always good to be here. And by the way, what a what a great uh, person you're honoring today. Oh, that whole story is amazing, and there's a um, there there's several movies and books on it. I recommend to people to read. I mean, it, it's it's extraordinary what those nurses did. Um, but anyway, back to our subject for today. Um, you know, last week we talked about the the two year anniversary, uh, the the second year of the anniversary, of the, the twenty year anniversary of the war in Iraq. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the week before that, we talked about the uh, China-Saudi uh, deal, and so we're spending a lot of time in that region. I'd like to stay there for a little bit, and we talked a little bit about how China's role and how it supplanted the U.S. as a mediator, which is a big deal given their oil trade with both the Saudis and, and the Iranians, and it's also a big deal because it shows kind of the U.S.'s failure to prevent the Iranians from acquiring a nuclear weapon and how that really forced the Saudi hand. <clears throat> so all of our focus of this far has been on the Chinese role and it's important, but I do think this week I'd like to look at something a little bit deeper, and that's what does it tell us about Saudi Arabia? Because this is actually a very big change for the Saudis in the region. And for your listeners, you know, I think our image of the Saudis has largely been that they're a customer of U.S. security. They produce a lot of oil, um, and, you know, we still need oil because it's a global commodity. Even if the U.S. itself is largely or could be largely energy independent, as a global commodity, it's important to our allies that, that the Saudis continue to produce oil and that that oil continues to, to flow freely. Uh, but in the past, the Saudis really haven't wanted a diplomatic role. Now, it seems that they're a diplomatic force in the region, and we need to acknowledge that because it matters to us. And we'll talk a little bit about why this matters to us and what's changed. Right, so first off, what does it mean or not mean for the Saudis and Iran to have diplomatic relations? And I think a little bit of history, as always, is important. And the two countries had diplomatic relations in 2011, and that was when the Iranians basically tried to assassinate the Saudi ambassador uh, to Washington in a cafe. And back then they had relations, right? They also had diplomatic relations in 2015 when there was this massive stampede in Mecca. It killed about 400 Iranian pilgrims. And the Iranian officials talked about Saudi incompetence and the crowds were, you know, flooding Tehran, sleeping, uh, 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 chanting uh, death to uh, al-Saud, the family of Saud. Uh, they had diplomatic relations in 2016 when Saudi Arabia beheaded uh, a Saudi Shia clerk who had been critical of the ro- royal family, Namir al-Namir. And it was that execution, none of those other things, 
that cause the breaking relations. And, and the reason why I bring this up is it's important. The, the, the two countries have been feuding for a long time, but it took the beheading of a, of a Shia cleric to cause the breaking relations between Saudi Arabia and Iran. So, uh, and, and then what happened is... You know, I, guess, I the, guess you could say, John, that, that their secular side of their approach to international relations overcame the deep ethnic and religious differences that exist. Well, I, I don't even know if I'd go that far. What I would say, though, is that, you know, all through this, the reason why I bring this little bit of history up is that, you know, back then, those, those couple of things I listed, and then more recently, the proxy conflicts that we see in Yemen in Iraq, in Syria, and in Lebanon, and in Bahrain, uh, which, by the way, is a tiny island that does it in, in, in that Gulf region. Um, all those little conflicts that have been going on um, have, have occurred right up until this agreement, right? So, you know, I think you have to look at it from the Saudi and from the Iranian point of view that they have been warring for quite a long time, right? So while they're reestablishing relations, and while if we want to say their relationships are warming, they're warming from a very, very cold place. And there's been a lot of mistrust between those two countries that they need to work through. And, and, and what Bob's alluding to is that the, both sides in that conflict are oil-producing na- nations that have both a interest in oil continuing to flow, which generates them income, but believe it or not, there's a time when you want a little bit of conflict in that region. And think of it this way. If tomorrow you could say something uh, on the national stage or the international stage and have it triple the value of your 401k, you would say it, right? If tomorrow I could get up on on Bob's show and whatever I said was so important that it increased the value of my holdings, I would want to say that. Well, if you look at it from the Iranian and the Saudi point of view, conflict in that region increases the value of the one thing that they possess, which is oil. Because as long as that region is a little bit unstable, then the rest of the world has to look at the oil that's in the ground like their money in the bank that may or may not be withdrawn and therefore becomes more valuable. So that's kind of what I think what Bob's referring to when you talk about from a, so from a religious point of view, the Shia-Sunni divide is very, very real. From an economic point of view, they both have an interest in continuing the flow of oil and having a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word, a moderate amount of instability in that region. I, mean, I hope that makes sense to, to you and your listeners. But, you know, so I think as long as there's a lid on it. <laughs> as long as there's a lid, as long as it doesn't blow up and become a hot war. Exactly. Bob's exactly correct, right? The moment you start shooting, the moment the straits get shut down, the moment, you know, and if you remember recently, that this little conflict has escalated to the point that there were a couple of Saudi refineries that were attacked by drones. Right now you're getting to the point where you're impeding the ability of the house of Saud, which is just a large family with lots of money to pump oil. That's a bad thing for the Saudis. Right. And I think that that now we're starting to see, Hey, this, this, this went from being a, a conflict to now getting to be a hot conflict. And that kind of moved things along a little bit. And so while it's a mistake to underestimate China's role in the deal, it's important to understand that there's really nothing China could have done to pressure either of the sides to get together 
or even to reassure either side that they, the Chinese, would support the deal, right? When the, when the U.S. says to Israel, I don't want you to do X, then the U.S. backs it up with Patriot missiles or something of that sort. The Chinese really weren't in that role. So, again, what they did was very important, and the Chinese are still trying to play this more active role in the Arab-Israeli diplomacy, and, and um, you know, they're encouraging both sides to show mutual respect and pursue win-win. But everything they're doing is verbal. Well, John Perlow, shouldn't that even concern us e- even more when yes. they don't even need to reward either side with anything directly, but yet yes. they come in as the honest broker that the United States is too weak and too foolish uh, to be? So we and we're the we ones. We're the ones supposed. Right? We're, yeah, we're the ones supposed to be negotiating with the Iranians, trying to help them get back into the deal, the JTPOA or whatever that nonsense right, is. Right. Well, but but remember, the JCPOA basically all it did was give the Iranians a timeline to when they could have nuclear weapons. Yeah. We we can we can talk about you know and, and oh by the way one of the things about Monday musings that was important is that we have constitutional order in our country. And it was not a treaty. It was an agreement by the Obama administration to, to, to give these concessions to Iran. Now, you, you, the problem with that is that since Congress didn't vote on it, and Congress didn't vote on it because they would never have approved it, it's not really a treaty. But what, what, what is important is that, as Bob said, China now jumps in here and really didn't have any leverage and yet was part of the deal. Right. So um, anyway, up, up until this point, and it's, it's true, China has no record of being willing to sacrifice any of its interests in the pursuit of some greater common good. Right. They're not they're not into global warming because they care about global warming. They're into global warming because it hurts the United States and its enemies. Right. Always remember that. But back back to the back to this. And the other thing that that agreement that China did was it was a really good finger poke in the eye of the American administration. That's another very important point of it. But if we look you know, at, at the from if you look at it from the Iranian perspective, the agreement really represents the implementation of the strategy that we mentioned a while back when President Abraham Raisi said he came to office in 2001 and he mentioned that he wanted to de-emphasize reaching an agreement with Western powers and focus on its own neighborhood. And we talk about why that matters to the Iranians because they have their own problems. They have their own internal problems that if they're focused outward. They're going to struggle to remain in power inwardly, right? They have to they have to quell their own riots and that sort of thing. But you'll notice that we really haven't heard a lot about the riots in, in Iran since in the last couple of months. And that's an important, that's what they want. They want that to be quiet, right? Um, if some of those regional proxy battles can be pulled back or pulled off the board altogether, then that removes pressure from the Iranian um, um, state, and that's why they were interested in it. So while the IAEA... Was, was still investigating Iranian nuclear programs ineptly, in my opinion, but they're investigating it. They're there. You know, Saudi Arabia probably agreed to curb some of their broadcasting activities. They, have the, they, they run something like uh, uh, Air America, right, which reaches the bulk of the Iranian people, um, and they've basically pulled that down, and now the Iranian protests are dying down, so you can see why the Iranians were, were into this deal as well. Um, but at the end of the day, who really looks the best is the Saudis. Um, and it wasn't just the Iranian deal that makes the Saudis look good. So that same week that the Saudi government uh, reached a deal with the Chinese and the Iranians, they also leaked that they were exploring some ties with Israel. Then they announced a deal with Beijing. 
And right after that, they announced that the Saudi Public Investment Fund was going to launch a new airline, and they were going to buy 78 Boeing jets. Right? Now, the, that timing was not coincidental. And it's important, nothing is coincidental in my mind. And one of the problems with being in the military is you, you, your intel, one of your, your intel officer will always tell you that nothing's a coincidence. And this, in my mind, is not a coincidence. So taken together, all those things show a couple of points that are important to our listeners and to the United States. So even though the U.S. is fading in the region as a power and that Saudi is taking charge of its future, it doesn't want to upset the United States. So the deal that, that they brokered with the Iranians through the Chinese was in the middle of two things that were positive for the United States. The first was the announcement that they were going to normalize relations with, the, with Israel, which is a very, very important thing and historically important um, uh, and, and something that the U.S. should support, even though the U.S. current and, administration and hasn't been John, supporting why Israel. did that not interfere with their deal with Iran? Because well, I, Iran I don't is know a the sworn that. enemy. It's, it's a fascinating... Okay, yeah. Two, uh, yeah. you, you usually can't pull off that kind of two-track foreign policy. But there's three. There's actually three tracks. So we have we have the Saudi the Saudi announcement that it's only said and how that do we keep the Americans happy? We we spend money. Yes. Right, <laughs> and, and that, so they've explored that they're going to they're going to normalize relations with Israel. They announced a deal with Iran, and then they announced the purchase of 78 wide-body jets from Boeing. Right, they're going to bought them from Airbus. They bought them from Boeing, and the three of those things taken together. Show a, show a Saudi Arabia that still wants the U.S. as an ally, no matter how badly we can bungle the situation, right? Um, and showing that they want to be more independent on their own negotiations. I think, it, I think you know, it was, certainly wasn't a high point for, you know, U.S.-Saudi diplomacy, but it does show that the Saudis still want to remain uh, largely allied with the United States. And that's kind of the message I wanted for your, for your listeners today. You know, we have an opportunity here if we're smart and we look at this in its entirety, we look at this, these three items in its entirety as not just a, you know, a kick in the teeth. You know, the Chinese certainly wanted to kick the Biden administration in the teeth, and I think they did a great job. The Saudis did not, and they didn't kick us in the teeth. And so we have an opportunity here to remain relevant in that region if we're smart enough to take it. By the way, not a small factor. Uh, within the same time frame, they announced $162 billion in profit for Saudi Aramco, their, their, oh, their national oil company. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, at the same time that our banks are trying to figure out what to do because we're, 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 we, we don't know how to invest, the Saudis understand that oil is, is a commodity with great value. Yeah. I, to me, oil is the new gold. Right. Gold used to be what we traded in and we, we had it in and we still have it in large amounts in various places, uh, the movie Goldfinger aside. Right. But at the end of the day, you don't move bricks of gold to trade. What you do move is oil. Yeah. And that's why the Saudis remain relevant. And if we're smart, we will continue to, to, to encourage that and, and, and our participation in that. Well, and it not only has a store of value, it has a use. Uh, John Perillo. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, as always, an informative Monday musings. We appreciate you very much, my friend, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. And by the Absolutely. way, I said it yes. at the top of the show. It is uh, your father-in-law's birthday. Our my uncle Frank Savico, ninety-two today. So we're wishing him the best. I, and we will be hoisting a few in his honor, I, I can assure you. All right, great. <laughs> Thank you and your listeners again. Thank you so much for the time. John Brillo, have a great week. Thank you as always. 
You take care. Bye-bye. Monday Musings. We'll be back. March 27th, 1967, the Great Jefferson Airplane released their awesome song, Somebody to Love. And here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, sun early, then clouds. There'll be some rain showers this afternoon into the evening, high of 52. Tonight, showers, a few wet flakes, low of 30. Tomorrow, some sun, clouds, dry, high of 48. That's Tuesday. And then for your Wednesday, dry most of the day with a mix of sun and clouds, then showers overnight into early Thursday when it will be 52 degrees. So, again, just shout out to the great Scranton police. Uh, Just handle this minor situation very well with tact diplomacy. And there were were a couple of big cops, too, I'll tell you. Uh, And it was maybe much ado about nothing, but listen, you know, better them than me, some idiot, trying to do something. And they did a great job of it. So thank you to the Scranton police. Yeah, somebody else texting in about George Lowry. My old friend, uh, he was, the, then, as you say in your text, keeper of Tilly and the animals at Naog. We had a cute little zoo. I'm sorry. I, I really think... Uh, George Lowry provided a home for those animals. And to some extent, political correctness. And I had an idea at the time that each municipality in Lackawanna County would adopt one of the animals. You know, like Dunmore, adopt. Scranton was in financial straits. Dunmore, adopt the elephant. Somebody else take the tigers. Somebody else take the bison. Somebody else take the monkeys. Somebody else take the birds. I thought we could have saved that zoo. And Chris Doherty tried to do it as mayor. They remember, I don't know if you remember, they had a they created a shelter, but it was a wild animal shelter. Now somebody had suggested when uh, um, the guy was outside the house, I should have taken the cat, <laughs> put him on a leash and taken Punk the cat for a walk to get the license plate number. <laughs> I assure you I'd be dragging Ponce kicking and screaming. He loves to watch from behind the windows. He's just uh, not much at reality, Ponce the cat. but <laughs> and, and Johnny, we had a request from one of our LTS gang. By the way, at um, funny, and I always love it, uh, at Anthony's the other night, Saturday night, uh, a guy just, he, he uh, yelled across the room. He goes, LTS. <laughs> I said, LTS, back at you. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but in any event, somebody, one of our LTSers texted in that they want to hear Putin singing Blueberry Hill. I said, let's play a few chords. Here's, here's Vladimir Putin, his version of Blueberry Hill. <laughs> His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You tell me Putin doesn't have a soft side. I am so disappointed at the way our establishment and the media and the Democrat Party, I truly believe this. Putin is not a good guy. He's not a good person. But he's got the self-interest of Russia first and foremost, at least Russia as it is led by him. And I frankly think these guys that are all ego are easy to play. We just had to tell him how important he was and how much we really wanted to work with him. We should have had a military alliance with Russia. We should have had, we should not have tried to make Ukraine a member of NATO. We should have had an energy alliance with Russia, not let them get into, you know, OPEC plus. We could have done so many great things with with a country that is a natural ally of the United States. They do not like China. There are still border problems between Russia and China to this day. Years ago, it almost broke into hot war on several occasions. Soviet, then Soviet, and communist Chinese forces at, at their respective border. And we had an opportunity there to separate them, to cleave them and their energy. But Joe Biden wanted to act like a tough guy, that ass that he is. And now we've got two of the world's uh, military superpowers against us. You can't make up the stupidity. Somebody says, Bob, we got to get Johnny L, meaning the bulldog, on his off time from the station to uh, become a a stakeout man and a bodyguard outside your home. Somebody says he was incognito at the bridge, (laughs) at High Bridge House. Nobody knew he was there, so I think he'd be great at it. What do you think, Johnny? Want to do a little security work around the house? Uh, let me think about it. Let All me. right. I mean, you know, instead, well, I don't want to say instead of Griffin Pond, but 
in addition to if you don't fall asleep. Remember, the guy gets up at 3.30 in the morning. Uh, Bob, back when Soviet Union fell, Boris Yeltsin inquired about how to become a member of NATO and nothing ever came of it. You're right. You're you're 100% right. We have mishandled the Russian relationship since that time. I, I, I thought Bill Clinton handled it pretty well. But he didn't close the deal. So I... You know, and then George Bush saying he could see into his Putin's soul. Well, there is no soul there. <laughs> There's no soul in Putin. There's self-interest. But his self-interest is readily apparent. All right. Joe from Edwardsville. Joe, thanks for calling back. Uh, comments oh, on, on Forrest Gump. How are you, Joe? I'm, I'm doing great, Bob. LTS. LTS back uh, at you. No. I, I hadn't realized that I was going to screw up Monday Musings, and I will not have that. Um, <laughs> no, you weren't. I just didn't want you holding for all that time. And I appreciate your I appreciate your consideration. Okay, and now right before Monday Musings began, before the 10 o'clock break, you, um, you had a text from someone named Mike talking to you about uh, uh, Forrest Gump and the book. Yes. Um, now, I have always been a voracious reader, and have 99.99% of the time been disappointed in the way uh, a book translates into TV or movie. Yes. And especially because I was a big Stephen King fan, and wow, what a pile of crap they can make out of those. Uh, But here's the thing, and this is the one time and the only time I can possibly think of, I enjoyed that movie so much more than I enjoyed the book. Really? I'm here to... Okay. and I don't want to, I don't know, you know, no comment as to like Mike's taste or anything, but wow, what a big steaming pile that book was. Oh, you, there, you, didn't, you didn't even like the book. Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't know about the book until after I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, wow, well, I always liked the book better. Let me read the book. It bore, outside of the title and the fact that the character was, uh, you know, uh, mentally uh, slow, it, 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 well, absolutely nothing. Really? It was, wow. Whole different, whole different thing. So That, I, I that just, almost intrigued me to read the book more. <laughs> I understood. understood. Now, and now yeah. you, you have to. But uh, I, just, I just wanted to temper your expectations. Okay. Did, because, now, now yeah. uh, quickly, because we're over the time, but did, did you get my comparison of, and, and I don't know if you did read the books, the, uh, the Game of Thrones? I didn't. I haven't read those books or seen that show. Okay. Well, the show is well, awesome and as, and as good as the books, which shocked me. Well, there you go. Uh, you know. Good, you know. I mean, a couple of instances of Stephen King, like the the Shawshank Redemption, I thought was a good job, and things like that. Um, stand by me, but otherwise, you know, they usually they just make a mess. Yeah. I was also I was a uh, in that same vein though. Um, Lord of the Rings, I was satisfied with that uh, translation. Okay. Because you know, and some things were left out, but I mean, the books were massive. So what are you going to do? But, uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to have to think about reading this Game of Thrones thing. Everybody talks about it. I, I, I'll tell you, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. 
I really couldn't. Okay. And I'd, I'd, I'd read it before I watched or whatever. Although, uh, I will tell you this. the Watching the show will save you time on reading the books. They are huge tomes. And there's like okay. eight of them. I, I had time in prison. So, I mean, what, I else, what else was I going to do, you know? There was, there was a, a, a teacher, like a middle school teacher, um, who actually caused me, you know, got her class to behave because she had read the books and she threatened to tell them what was going to happen. <laughs> you got to use every tool in the toolbox. Joe, thank Absolutely. you so much, my friend. Always a pleasure. Have a great day, brother. All right. We'll take this break and be back. The Bob Cadaro Show continues. That's what I waited for. Elvis Presley released the great hit Burn in Love this date in 1972. Man, isn't it amazing how he dominates the charts? I mean, he just dominates. He's there all the time. He and the Beatles. Every day. He's done something great. Somebody texted him, Bob, I'm telling you, as a former combat soldier. And by the way, well, I'll, I'll say it after I read your text. With over 25 years service in the Army, as much as I hate to say it, we are going to be in a fight without a doubt. And believe me, nobody detests the war more than a soldier. Because it's soldiers that have to pay the price for the arrogant, stupid politicians' decisions. And I, I was thinking about your text while we were on, on break. And I found it interesting that Donald, but Donald Trump and Joe Biden are both draft dodgers. And yet, uh, Donald Trump revered the military, maybe because he was at a military academy. I don't poo-poo that experience either, by the way. But Trump revered the military, and particularly the soldiers, because he, he got a look at the generals up close. And he found out how stupid some of them were. And I've told you often, it's the colonels and below that have to pull the bacon out of the fire, more often than not. Not every time, but more often than not when their higher-ups screw up. All right, we'll be back after Bloomberg with Dave from Carbondale. I still love that album. I remember, uh, what would it be, 1976. The seniors uh, on the team, I was a sophomore at the time, that's all they played in the uh, locker room. And I fell in love with that album. And it was really his only one of consequence anyway. But, like, every song on it was awesome. And Murph tells us on March 27th of 76, Peter Frampton moved to number two with his great album, Frampton Comes Alive. I'm betting he moved to number one at some point. Before that, and of course, we continue to pay tribute to Forrest Gump, which this date in 1995 won six Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Actor for Tom Hanks. And I'll tell you what, if Bubba, Bubba, whoever that actor was, should have got for creating that character, should have gotten uh, some Best Supporting Actor. He was that good. 
He was that memorable and lovable and everything else. As we continue to honor and pay tribute to Lieutenant Margaret Peggy Nash of Wilkesbury. This uh, surgical nurse supervisor, U.S. Navy, captured by the Japanese at the outset of World War II. Three years as a Japanese POW, the balance of the war until we took the island back. Nearly died herself, was honored with the Bronze Star Medal from both the Army and the Navy. Louis Wilkesbury native. Mother Teresa for March 27th. And this is so true, as is everything she gives us. Unless there is forgiveness, there will be no peace. Forgiveness is the precursor and requirement for peace. So, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa says, unless there is forgiveness, there will be no peace. Thank you, Mary Regina. Uh, By the way, quickly, there are still some tickets. There's no full tables available. But there are still some tickets for the roast Friday night. Uh, I'm going to be roasted. And uh, that's this Friday night at... uh, La Buena Vita in Dunmore, Riley Street in Dunmore. So, and it's it's going to be fun. I promise that. David from Carbondale. How are you, David? How you doing, Bob? Always uh, an enjoyable show. I just love it. Hold on one second. Thank you. Sorry about that, Bob. Are you there? That's, a, that's okay. <laughs> I'm on the highway. I got a state trooper on the side of me. I held. I have the phone up to my ear. Anyway, <laughs> yes. I, I don't want you get getting a... tickets. Although maybe wow. we know the guy, but <laughs> oh, okay. I just wanted to get a couple of comments in. I, I just had to do it. And I thought you were the perfect platform, and I love your show. Uh, listen, I want to just say one thing about Putin. You know, this is what I really believe. I really believe when Biden made it to be our president. I really think Putin then finally threw the, the, the towel in. I don't think he would have did it if Trump was in. Let me just never. explain. Never. I don't, I don't never. But is he, is he, I still think there's a slight chance of redeemability, if that's a word, to redeem him. Like you're talking about peace. And I think Trump is the one guy that could probably do it. And here's, here's why. You get Trump to go to North Korea, and you get, you, you, you get, you get that guy to stop testing nuclear weapons just like that. I think there's a disposition about Trump um, that I think he could have influence on Putin. One last thing about Putin. I think when these liberals started saying that Trump was in the hoots with Russia and Russia was doing this and he was, Trump was in a bad team over Barack Obama, I think Putin you know, got so pissed off, I'm sorry, and took a page out of the playbook of, of, of the Democrats and how they lie and how... And I think he just threw the towel in and just decided to lie about the Ukrainian war. And I think he had more confidence in America. I really do. I really think when he got together with Bush, his favorite song is Blueberry Hill. I think there's a ton of influence on him. David, I, 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 could, I, I am with you I on that. I truly yeah. believe. I don't think Trump is the only character, but Trump handled him well. Remember, in the face of the Russia collusion hoax, and all of the other things that were that were interfering with our foreign policy relations with Russia, Trump could have made him an ally. Now, I don't think yes. he's the only guy. I don't think he's indispensable in restoring that relationship. But 
he 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 handled it well in the face of an establishment Washington and a Democrat party that looked I don't know why but they looked to they looked to destroy Putin and for regime change for a long time now and Putin knows it now <laughs> oh, we just lost you son of a gun all right well we lost you David but great points I, I'm with you Trump handled it so much better. Anybody could, other than this. It it skipped out completely on you, David. I'm sorry about that, but no uh, problem. In any event, yeah, you're you're right. We should have a. I do believe this. I wrote to Trump from prison, and I wrote my analysis that we should have uh, a full uh, military and energy relationship and partnership with Russia. And that would be the best thing for the world if we 100%. did. And uh, they, they, they don't want that. Do you know why? Because they love no. China and they make a ton of money in China. That's why. That's it comes down to money. Comes down yep. to money. Without a doubt. Yes. David, thank well, you. Thanks for letting me share that. Always, man. Thank you. Thank we'll, you. We'll, Bye-bye. we'll go to the news now. Paula Degnan is waiting. She's on deck and ready to go. We'll be back. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.